The Philippines plunges into recession for the first time in nearly 30 years due to the pandemic. The death toll in the massive port blast in Beirut rises to at least 135. And the Philippines' anti-corruption body recommends criminal and administrative cases and charges against several PhilHealth officials. Good afternoon, I'm Stanley Palisada. Dateline Philippines begins right now. The Philippines officially plunges into recession. Data shows the Philippine economy contracted 16.5% in the second quarter, the sharpest drop on record due to the effects of the lockdown. It's also the worst among Southeast Asian economies. The unprecedented drop was mainly driven by declines in consumer spending as well as industrial production. Agriculture output, meanwhile, provided a bright spot, growing 1.2%. Given the deep slump, the Philippine Statistics Authority admits a tough road to recovery lies ahead. Because of the lockdown, uh, you, you, you were seeing a drop in the uh, 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 sectors, no? the, particularly the industry group. So we, uh, we are seeing that uh, because of the uh, uh, April-May. Uh, lockdown. So uh, that, that's the data that uh, we are actually uh, receiving from our uh, respondents. Uh, to achieve that minus 3.4 uh, based on uh, our uh, projection here, the second half GDP growth should grow at least by 1.9%. The reimposition of strict lockdown measures in Metro Manila and other provinces is seen to further weaken the economy with estimated losses of 12 billion pesos per day during the two-week modified enhanced community quarantine. This is the first recession here in the Philippines since 1991. Economist Vic Abola sees Philippine economic growth staying in negative territory in the third quarter before a slight recovery by the Christmas season. Abola explains the speed and strength of the recovery will boil down to a question of confidence. Getting back into the fast lane really depends on how uh, confident people are in reporting for work, the, the health measures that are put in place by the firms, and how fast the government can uh, do the resume or accelerate the infrastructure spending. Consumption spending cannot be relied upon to drive the economy. Mm -hmm. Abola urges local government units to take a more active role in economic recovery, planning, and execution. The LGUs are actually the ones that are the bottleneck of our development. Mm -hmm. They put all sorts of strange uh, regulations and they, there's a lot of rent seeking on the on that part. But and you see, in this crisis, I haven't seen any LG official charge of of any crimes. And we know that there's a lot of leakage in these billions of pesos that are have been released. But they have to be policed. Philippine stocks wavered between gains and losses as investors digested news of a technical recession. The PSEI trading flat down just quarter of a point at 58.33.
Now, Julian Tarobago of ATR Asset Management says while economic performance affects market sentiment, investors are more concerned about corporate earnings. He expects a steeper earnings decline in the following months. While GDP is important and it will influence sentiment, no doubt, uh, the way we look at the, when we determine uh, fair value for the market, we usually look at earnings. We think it all, while, while GDP is important, it all boils down to earnings. And uh, the market seems to be pricing in, given where we're at right now, a 25% drop in, in, in yes or earnings per share for, for core corporate earnings. If you look at the, those that have reported so far, about 60% of the index names have reported. And the first half earnings decline is at about 52%. So we have a 52% drop in earnings for the first half so far from those who've reported. And this is largely because of, uh, and, 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 and get this, an 83% drop in second quarter earnings. We're looking at more than 30% in, in earnings uh, decline for 2020. Coronavirus cases here in the Philippines surged to nearly 116,000 after more than 3,000 new infections were reported Wednesday. This brings the country closer to overtaking Indonesia with the largest COVID-19 outbreak in Southeast Asia. Rafael Bozano with a full story. Data from the Philippine Health Department studied by the ABS-CBN Investigative and Research Group shows that of all the provinces in the country, Batanes is the lone area that is still COVID-19-free. From the list of provinces which back in April were still COVID-free, Masbate and Sarangani had the most active cases. 13 provinces, meanwhile, saw an increase in the number of active cases in just a span of two weeks. In Luzon, these provinces are Abra. Benguet, where most of the cases are from Baguio City, Kalinga, Ifugao, Ilocos Norte, Ilocos Sur, Isabela, La Union, and Quezon Province. In Visayas, these are Summer and Leyte, while in Mindanao, these are Sarangani and South Cotabato. 44% of the cases in these areas came from General Santos City. The DOH hopes to cope with the rising cases through the Coordinated Operation to Defeat Epidemic or CODE. We should establish a substitution team, and this will be led by DOH to relieve the pressure off from our healthcare workers. Active case finding means systematic screening and clinical evaluation of patients in the community. We will not wait for patients to come to the system. We will find them. The agency clarifies this has been done before when health workers went from house to house to administer the polio vaccine. But former Health Secretary Manuel Derit says the country's response may have been different if the health system was upgraded earlier on. Over the last number of decades, I think our country has really not invested in our health system. And therefore, our health system was pretty obsolete by the time uh, COVID hit us. For example, one lab, okay, at the start of the epidemic, and now 80. That was building your capacity over a period of four or five months. But that's not enough if you're going to fight this, this virus. He adds while the cumulative number is important, the focus must shift to the number of active cases. Get the data on new cases as quickly as possible, within a day or two, 
and get the cities and the municipalities to focus on preventing the clusters from occurring there. That's the secret to control. The Philippines' COVID-19 tally nears 116,000, while the total number of active cases stands at 47,000. The death toll is now at 2,123. Rafael Bosano, ABS-CBN News. The U.S. has the worst coronavirus outbreak in the world. That's according to America's top infectious disease expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who says the numbers don't lie. His comments stood in stark contrast to U.S. President Donald Trump's misleading picture of the pandemic during a recent interview. Fauci also criticizes Trump's refusal to institute a unified national response to the ongoing health crisis. We, we live in a very big country and we often leave the decisions about the implementation of things at the local level. And what we've seen is a great disparity in how individual states, cities, et cetera, responded. We decided we would try to take steps to open. And when we did, we didn't do it uniformly. Some states did not pay attention to the, um, the benchmarks or the checkpoints, others, did it fine, but the citizenry within a state or within a city actually did an all and none phenomenon. They said, we're locked down, so now we're just gonna let it fly. Now you could say, no, that didn't happen, but the numbers tell you what happened. The U.S. has 4.8 million confirmed COVID-19 cases and more than 157,000 deaths. Worldwide, there are now 18.7 million coronavirus cases. Now, more than 704,000 have died from the disease. The latest now, the devastating blast in Beirut. The death toll has risen to at least 135, but the number of casualties is expected to rise further as the rescue and recovery operations continue. As many as 5,000 were injured, leaving hospitals in disarray. Hospital system has been overloaded by the corona, the COVID-19 cases, and uh, now on top of it, we've got these uh, thousands of injured that have uh, overwhelmed our hospital system. Plus, the hospitals themselves in Beirut were heavily damaged by the blast, uh, so uh, they are trying their best. They're trying their best to cope under extraordinary situations. Two Filipinos were among those killed in the Beirut blast. 24 others were hurt, according to the Philippine Foreign Affairs Department. All Filipinos initially reported missing have been found safe. There are about 30,000 Filipinos working in Lebanon, but many of them returned home this year when the pandemic began. Aid begins to pour in for Lebanon. The UK has committed some $6 million in humanitarian support package. It says Lebanon's prime minister personally asked for their help following Tuesday's deadly explosion. We are going to stand by the Lebanese people in their time of need. We're going to uh, provide immediate re uh, response and an aid package and assistance package, search and rescue, uh, humanitarian assistance up to five million pounds, uh, as well as expert medical support. And what's crucial at this time is that our support is tailored to the very specific needs that I've just talked through with the Lebanese P Prime Minister. Iran also extending help. A team of Iranian doctors and aid workers was sent to Lebanon. Food and medicine supplies were also given. 
The United Nations is also working with the Lebanese government to support its response to the port explosion in Beirut. The UN has expressed its deepest condolences to the families of the victims of the deadly blast. It is also airlifting medical teams and supplies to and from Lebanon. The Presidential Anti-Corruption Commission recommends charges against officials of embattled state insurer PhilHealth. Asherian Torres tells us some lawmakers also want to revamp the agency. A day after the Senate probe into alleged corruptions in state health insurer PhilHealth, the Presidential Anti-Corruption Commission recommends the filing of charges against 36 officials and personnel of the agency. PACC Commissioner Greco Belhica says their investigation into the alleged irregularities in the agency uncovered insurance fraud and issues in PhilHealth's IT and legal services. The recommendation has been submitted to President Rodrigo Duterte. The names we submitted are the initial is part of the initial report, and um, we expect that more names uh, should crop up as the investigation continues, because most of the the bulk of the uh, transaction in field health happens in the regional level. Um, the board, if we remember, the entire board was. Um, fired by the president last August. We're barred from talking about the personalities or the specific people involved because the reports, our report, has to be submitted to the office of the president. And um, these people are to be tried or investigated um, formally. Senator Pantulo Lacson welcomes this development. He's unconvinced by the explanations given by the group, led by its president and CEO, Ricardo Morales. Kung nasagot nila ng maayos yung overpricing, baka pwede pa natin sabihin na baka mali yung uh, binibigyan ng information o mali yung mga dokumento. Hindi na nga WPT2 eh. Baka obvious, something is very corrupt doon sa PHL. For Lacson, Morales is incapable of leading the agency. Ayaw ko sa lahat yung tinatanong ka. Ang tuto, para si Secretary Duque, di ba? Turo na turo. Senate President Vicente Soto III also doubts Morales' testimonies. To save PhilHealth, Soto recommends a revamp and the selling of government assets. So, kaya sabi ko, napakahalagang malinis siya. Yung mga controversial na mga posisyon na may mga aligasyon, ay palitan mo at humanap ka ng mga ipapalit na talagang kay medyo mahirap ikorap. Kung meron ang businessman na magaling na matino na ma 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 makukumbinsi mo na tanggapin yan, palagay ko yun ang uh, solusyon. House Minority Leader Bienvenido Abante also wants the overhauling of the agency. We really do not want to dissolve the field corporation. But if we will not be able to address the fraudulent claims, the corruption going on, the so-called mafia that is present there, field health ought to be dissolved and the name must be changed and the people that are officers of field health right now should resign. Amid all these, Morales has this to say. information technology. Kasi dito ho natin matitigilan yung mga fraud na nangyayari. Ito ho ang strategic shift na dapat pagtuunan. 
ng ating mga mambabatas at pati ho ang management. Sherian Torres, ABS-CBN News. As the PhilHealth scandal deepens, President Duterte says he will not fire PhilHealth Chief Ricardo Morales unless there's evidence of corruption against him. That's according to Duterte spokesman Harry Roque, who says Duterte continues to trust Morales. Roque adds the palace is also conducting its own probe into the alleged irregularities hounding PhilHealth. But for Senator Panfilo Lapson, Malacanang only has to look at the transcript of the Senate hearing for evidence against Morales. Gusto, na, gusto niya, ipapadala sa kanya lahat yung, yung own transcript of what transpired and concentrate on the responses of Morales and the other resource persons. At the very least, he's uh, guilty of omission. Morales should have been, you know, should have initially inquired or conducted or ordered an inquiry at the very least. As per the testimonies of at least two uh, of the witnesses, there seems to be a mafia-like syndicate operating in Bill Health. And these people uh, and this uh, syndicate is composed of uh, members of the Exicom. That we intend to dig deeper. And that's today's edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Stanley Palisada. You can catch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. You can also listen to podcasts of ANC shows. Just search hashtag ANC Podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, and Stitcher. For feedback, email us at ancfeedback at abs-cbn.com. Stay with the news channel.